Hey, what's up, guys? Before we start this episode of the Andre Pastors Podcast, I wanted to share with you real quick how you can get access to some bonus content. This week, we're putting out a premium episode that talks about why the model of being a full-time professional pastor, where our sole income uh, comes from pastoring, may actually be more detrimental to us as pastors and even to the health of the church than we may realize. And if you want access to that episode, you can find it in our backstage content. So if you go to entrepastors.com slash backstage, you'll have access to a lot of premium content that we're going to put there, including shows like this one. Extra material that we're putting out, making available to our backstage listeners. Just wanted you to know that that is out this week. And having said that, let's get on to the show. Welcome to the Entre Pastors Podcast. This show helps pastors think, act, and thrive as prosperous entrepreneurs. And now, here are your hosts, Les Hughes and John Sanders. Well, hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Entre Pastors Podcast. My name is John Sanders, and I'm here with my partner in crime and co-host, Les Hughes. Les, what's happening today, man? Hey, what's going on, John? I'm really good. Great to have everybody. Hey, uh, Les, you look a little more tan than the last time I saw you. It's almost <laughs> like you've been hanging out on a beach down in Florida or something. Almost like we've been standing in the ocean having our uh, having our, our, our company meetings or something. We did, everybody. I got to tell you, like I had the coolest business meeting of my life last week awesome. on the beach in Florida. But seriously, the setting was great, but... Just sitting around with uh, Les and his wife Paige and me and my wife Jessica and our CFO Christine Odell just dreaming about the future of Entree Pastors and setting up some of the business part of all of this stuff. Man, it was exciting to have that conversation and and to do it in a cool setting. And and all joking aside, Les, a few years ago I could not have envisioned myself like if you would have told me that I would be in Florida on the beach having a legitimate business meeting talking about profitable business that I was involved in. And by the way, there was another business of mine that was helping to pay for all like I, I couldn't mm. have seen that. And I'm sure you it was kind of surreal, wasn't it? Really? Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, to stand there and, and kind of just soak it all in, knowing what was going on. I'm with you. It was it was a uh, strange in a nice way. Yeah. And here's the thing. We're not saying this uh, for our audience to like to put ourselves on a pedestal or brag or both. We want for you what Les and I are experiencing right now and the journey that we're on, we want you to walk a similar path, obviously with your story and your details and your life. Um, but it's possible. And the thing is, Les, there's so many pastors that have operated for far too long in their ministry with this poverty mentality that says, man, because I'm a pastor, there's just certain things I'm not going to have access to financially certain experiences that are kind of off limits to to my family, myself, and it doesn't have to be that way. And we're here to, right. to write a new narrative that, listen, Pastor, it's a good thing for you to have um, one or multiple streams of revenue coming into your family in addition to what you're you know earning as a pastor, and we want to help you show up in the marketplace as an entrepreneurial pastor or an entree pastor. That's what that word means. What's the Greek 
word behind entree? You've been to seminary, Les. What's what's the Greek word for entree <laughs> pastor? You know, I don't think that's a I don't have a working <laughs> knowledge of the Koine New Testament Greek on that one, bro. We'll have to figure that out. Once we do, I'll get yeah. a tattoo of it. Anyway. Uh, so, Les, we're we're wanting to come on today. We don't have an interview to share. Actually, we've got lots there in the bank, but from time to time, we want to just jump in and have a conversation. After all, this is our podcast, right? So we get to talk sometimes, not just our amazing guests. We want to talk today about just sharing a little bit of our story. And I don't know, really, the theme might be overcoming self-doubt, because here's what I think probably comes up in the minds of a lot of pastors if they are confronted with this idea of the potential of earning more income, starting their own business, thinking differently about how they show up in in the world, you know, and in ministry, like there's a lot of immediate self-doubt. I could never do that. Maybe that's possible for John and Les. It's not possible for me. So I, I thought maybe Les, what we could do today would just be for both of us to share a little bit of our journey and especially looking at that pivotal moment that you would point to not that it, not that it was all decided in one point in time, but but if you think about what was some of those pivotal moments where you really transitioned from where you were to where you are now, I can certainly think of what that would be in my world if you were to ask me. So I'll share my story in a little bit. Yeah. But let's let's just share a little bit of our journey. And one last thing I'll say before I unleash you to to start going is um, earlier today you and I were on a call. We were doing an Eagles Nest uh, call with Dan Miller's uh, Eagles community, and somebody asked a question very similar to this, and it kind of just helped us realize that there's power in us sharing our stories because even though for us when it's in the past we might not think as much about it, but when someone takes you back there you remember, man, it wasn't that long ago. This stuff was rocking my world. And so there's other people who are in a similar place. So I thought, man, this would just be a great opportunity for us to share our story, help our audience get to know us a little bit more. So what's your story, Les? How did you overcome some of those limiting beliefs, that self-doubt that creeps in and keeps a lot of people locked in check and fear? Like, Share your story. I I love this question, and um, I'd be glad to because it really doesn't seem like all that long ago. As a matter of fact, when we were, when we were having that talk down there in Florida, one of the reasons I think that it moved both of us, well, I'll I'll speak to my, for my own, and then you can speak to it. But one of the reasons I was moved in that way is because I, I remember people who believed in me and hadn't even known me for that long, but sincerely told me what was possible Yeah, because they'd seen something you know, I just didn't, I'd hoped it, John, I would say I I hoped it, but I did not believe it. And, and there's a big difference between hope and belief. And now not only do I believe now I know, but it's because I've seen it, you know, with my own eyes. So what was critical for me back in those days was being in the room with people who would speak truth into me and not just negative, you know, some people think they think it's their role maybe to speak truth, but they're just being a pessimist. You know, these people were speaking truth, but they were, they were being honest in a positive way. So my story briefly is that I don't know what it is about Florida, man, but we were actually, my wife and I were on a trip down in Florida. And I think it's probably because that for us is a, it's a retreat spot, like a spiritual retreat spot. Oh. And we unplugged that we can unplug from the world. And so the expectations that are current 
while we're here and around the home front are different than when people actually know that we're away. And we'd gotten away. We had done some talking and praying about where we were and something needed to happen to, to change our future in a positive way, financially, I mean, and in a lot of other ways, just the the total freedom that we, that we had and and a lack of certainty that we were living in at that time. Mm -hmm. And we'd been, had a couple of gut punches and had some setbacks. We had some financial setbacks and, um, something needed to give because I want to, I did not want that to continue that pattern to continue. I didn't want it to continue for a month, much, much less several years. And so I did something, John, that I don't know that I would recommend it. It was just, it was right for us at the time. I just had this sense that making for me it was it was to invest in a in a relationship with a with a business coach who i knew had been to the mountain so to speak and i and i believed that they could guide me to be there as well couldn't do the work for me didn't didn't expect it to be easy i just wanted to somebody to help me and show me and kind of be my guide and so i dipped into really money that we had set aside for retirement Mm. which not, it was one thing for me, but I'll just say that if, if we didn't make it go, I would have had some real accounting to do to my wife, yep. you know, who yep. was, who was completely supportive, you know? So th- for me, that was in a way sort of burning my ships, yeah. you know, and this had to work. I mean, yep. it just had to, and we've certainly pivoted and, and, you know, I didn't know what all that meant, except that, you know, we were going to trust God and listen to our guide and listen to our coach and then make adjustments along the way. And I, rather than getting into the details, that's what we did, John. Yeah. And, um, that was, that might be the, the, that might be the best money we ever invested, you know? Well, I'm going to ask you to, to, to share a little bit about what happened after you hired the coach, you know, what, what, what uh, environments did you find yourself in as a result of hiring a coach and then the journey that that took you on? Sure. You know, what, what did that do in terms of the relationships, the environments that you found yourself surrounded in all of a sudden? Okay. Yeah. And I'll just say, I really believe now that God was protecting me and really leading me even in my ignorance, because if I had it to do now, I might, um, I might invest in a coach maybe to talk to me personally and one-on-one it for a while, or do, I didn't do any of that. <laughs> I just, this man made an offer. Um, I loved the offer. I, I did some research on his reputation and on his, uh, track record. And I invested a significant amount of money into a mastermind for the year. And so I jumped in there with some more people whose story ended up similar to mine. We, I traveled about as far away in, in our country as you can travel from where I am to, to get there. But I really believed that it was going to be worth it. And those, those relationships that we forged, like I'm not even in that mastermind anymore, but I still communicate on a regular basis with the people that were in there with me. And the, the leader of that group and the, the other members just spoke truth and clarity into my life and helped me figure it out. And then it wasn't the only, and then at the end of that year, it wasn't the only group at the end of that year, 
through that relationship, that's really how we got involved with our mutual friend, Dan Miller, and the relationships that we have through that community. And then that's when it, things really started to take off in, in my case. Yeah. Well, do you mind, you don't have to answer this. I can edit this out if you don't want, but do you mind sharing what that investment was financially for that I first mind mastermind? No, it, it, to me, it sounds, even now, it sounds like, it just sounds like crazy, but it was $25,000 for that year. Yeah. What, so on That's a monthly basis, that breaks down to what, a little over two grand over a two month. Over two grand. Yeah. That's right. Yep. So, well, I appreciate you sharing that. And what I'm hearing yeah. you say is that, you know, after you made that pivotal decision to hire a coach, join a mastermind and get surrounded by that environment, like things really started to to take off for you. And it's funny because I would say something very similar, Les, like if you were to ask me, well, literally earlier today, I was asked that very question. What was that uh, part of my journey? And I'll say this for our audience uh, to save a little bit of the story here without going as deep into detail. I, I did an episode a long time ago on my other podcast, the Small Town Big Church podcast. It's episode 264. You can go search for it. Um, but I, I titled that, Is It is It Possible or a pastor to earn a great income. And and in that, I shared the story into my coaching journey and, and how I became a coach and started charging as a coach, you know, professionally. Um, so there's a lot more detail that I'm going to leave out in this synopsis here, but I want to back up and give a little more context. And I'm just going to put numbers on here to be vulnerable and transparent. So at the height of my, unless I know you and I are coming from a little bit different places in the church world, you have pastored some larger churches. I've been in more of a smaller church, rural context. Um, so, so I'm just going to be very transparent and say at the height of my salary as a pastor, and this was pretty good for the context in which I was serving, I was making $55,000 a year uh, salary. Now, again, I divided some of that up in housing allowance and that whole thing. Uh, plus health insurance, maybe about, I don't know, $8,000 worth of uh, health insurance for my family. So an okay salary package, but keep in mind, $0 being put into any kind of long-term retirement for me. So, and and a family of five, and this isn't that many years ago. So y'all can just do the math on that, that we weren't living high on the hog. We were paying the bills and we were doing okay. Well, Somewhere along that journey, I had an opportunity to become a bivocational pastor and go back into firefighting. And it, my first thought when I started to see that uh, that uh, possibility come into uh, clarity was like, man, I'm going to like double my salary for the first time ever. I'm going to be making over $100,000 a year. And I just thought, that's awesome, because I never thought I'd be making that kind of money in my life. And it was very short-lived that I was able to to be at that income level because very shortly after I got on the fire department, some things really started to catch up with our church financially. And this gets back to that whole thing about when your only source of income comes from a church, you are completely dependent upon the giving. Well, what happens when some of your key giving families move out of state with their job? That happened with us. Multiple of our main giving families moved away. Our church budget took a hit. Add to that, our local farmers were going through kind of a financial crisis of their own, and we had some people who had been just financial angels for years that all of a sudden were not able to give. Our church went into a season of real financial struggle. I'm less. I'm talking about where, as a staff, we had to like get permission to buy paper towel. It was embarrassing. I was angry about it, not at anyone, just angry with the situation. Situation. Yep. 
And we had to keep cutting and cutting and cutting. And finally, we had to cut so deep, like to the point of terminating some staff positions, laying staff off. And in that, myself and my executive pastor, you know, our massive salaries got cut from 55000 down to like $35,000. And, and I wasn't getting health insurance through the church at that point because, again, God had provided through the, the fire job. So, so I'm grateful our family was okay in that. But here's the point, Les, in all of that, I'm working, I came to this realization, I am working two full-time jobs in order to be paid for the equivalent of one and carrying the weight of two full-time jobs. And I just got sick and tired of that narrative of the starving pastor and living in that. Of course, we've talked about that before on this show, but um, so I made a decision that some things were going to change. I saw a, a season of ministry opening up in front of me where I could transition out of my lead pastor role and into more of a behind the scenes role in the church, you know, with, through my podcast and through some coaching. But here's the point. If, if you were to say, John, what was the thing that really, that, that pivotal moment for you? It's exactly the same thing, Les. I had a conversation with a coach who helped me understand that, John, you've been coaching people for a long time and you're not getting paid for the value that you're delivering. You're not even charging anything for it. You're just giving it all away for free. And so long story short, I also chose to hire this coach, not the same one you're referring to, but I, I hired a coach at the rate of $1,000 a month. Unless this was when my income was dropping. My income was getting ready to be cut from that 35000 to twenty five. So my income was moving in the wrong direction at that point that I made it that all-in moment Basically, I'm going to do something that does not make a lot of financial sense on paper right now. I'm going to hire a coach. And uh, my wife also had some tears when I made that announcement. Um, and they were not tears of joy. Like this was a mm. big, heavy decision. I've never had a payment that big in my life ever, less, not even for my mortgage. Like this was a massive decision. You talk about burning the ships. It felt like that. Now, now I look back on that and go, man. What an amazing choice that was to make that decision because that investment into myself and into my future, and that's what hiring a coach is. It's not an investment into the coach. It's an investment into yourself. Yeah. That's that investment has, has paid off in dividends, you know, I mean, 10 times or more. And it's led to the ability for me to have a business that allows us to go. For, by the way, for those that missed it, um, if, if you're brand new to the show, Les and I we're down in Florida together last week. We had our first Entree Pastors live event, which was fun. It was awesome. Um, but my, my business, your business, before you and I even met each other and began this this venture of Entree Pastors has provided the ability for us to do some things as pastors that, man, just a few short years ago would not have been in the cards. Here's the sad reality, Les. Most, I would say the average pastor out there does not have the ability Right now, they do not have the financial freedom to jump on the, online, buy an airline ticket, book a hotel, fly down to Florida to to an event that they want to be a part of, and that that frustrates me. Not I'm not frustrated with them. I'm frustrated for them, mm -hmm. and and I just look back to that decision that you made. It's funny because you point to the same pivotal moment in your life that I point to in my life. This was a transformational moment where I had to decide, am I going to go all in on this? You talk about self-doubt. I had a tremendous amount of limiting belief, self-doubt, fear that was rising up in me, but I'm grateful that that God gave me the courage to and the faith to believe and to push through that, that discomfort. 
because it did the same thing for me that it did for you, Les. It put me in a room with people who were winning, and maybe they were a little bit further down this pathway than myself. They were winning in different arenas of life that I want to win in, and I'm looking at that seeing the potential, like, man, if it's possible for them, I can do this too. And now I'm surrounded by people who are celebrating my success. And and I want to say this to the pastors, and then I'll turn it back to you, Les. Most pastors probably can't walk into their church or their boardroom or meeting with their elders or their staff or their deacons or however they're set up. They can't walk into their inner circle in their church and have somebody celebrate the fact that they're also building a profitable business. I mean, some are flat out prohibited from doing any such thing and others, even if they have some other thing going on, they can't go in and celebrate that. But to be surrounded by a group of people that celebrate that success and expect it from you and call it out in you, it has been life-changing for me. I mean, it is it is why I am where I am today because I made that decision to invest in myself and, and put myself in that kind of environment where I've got those influences speaking into my life. So I just find it interesting that you and I share the same story, even though the details are very different. Exactly. And it ended up being even bigger than I thought at the time, John. And here, here's the reason, the reasons for that, you know, back, back then, I mean, I, people that know me, this is not going to be any news. I grew up playing a lot of sports. I think probably like you, and you've got to have a certain level of confidence when you walk out on that field or on the pitcher's mound or step into the batter's box or line up against the line of scrimmage, you better not be showing a lot of fear and timidity. And so I was always pretty cocky growing up because of all of that. And even in ministry, I'd done several things and been successful and been able to I I just done some things that were were fun and exciting and mostly had a lot of lot of wins under my belt. So when you and then I started getting the rug jerked out from under me a couple of times and and punched in the gut a couple of times yep. and a lot of that cockiness and a lot of that confidence goes away, you know, yep. and even if it's not real or even if you shouldn't feel that way, it it was there for me. I'll just say for me. So here's the the reality of where I was at that time. I on my own, I would have never gotten there. Mm. It, it wouldn't have mattered how, what I produced, how many courses I put out there, how, how many people would have been on my mailing list. I'm just telling you now looking back and knowing where I am now, where we are now, there's no way I would have gotten there on my own. Not, not in 10 years, not in 20. And it's been a lot less than that. So this has just been a few short years, you know, internet content and all this world. It's like dog years, man. I mean, one year is a long time in, yeah. in terms of what can happen. So that that's one thing is I, I know now I would have never gotten there on my own. And here's something else. If, if I would have waited a month, okay, less than that, I'd have never done it. And here's why I jumped in to that mastermind in May of 2018. I made the decision while we were in that trip in Florida and it was a hard decision, man. So, but what I reasoned was that I, I felt like in this world, what the pos- that it was that it was possible to do a whole lot more myself in this world with with certainly with with God's help and others between now and the time that I do want that kind of financial freedom, that twenty five thousand dollars was it would not do that much in that short amount of time. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't, but it but it has. Because yeah. I invested it in a different way. And I'm not talking, I'm not talking to anybody in or out of their 401k or mutual fund or whatever. That's I'm just talking about for me. 
what I reasoned was I believe that if this thing works, I can put that to better use than it's going to be just sitting there. And by the way, uh, open to uh, circumstances that I have no control over, like the market and all that kind of business. Right. So, you know, you fa fast forward that to now and we've, I mean, we've made multiple that and, and it's, it's growing. Okay. Not just, that's just what it is. Okay. Just, just being honest about it. Um, but here's, here's what I want to say about that, John, when, when I made that investment a month late in June, okay, that was in May. And in June, the prime, the primary source of my income at that time went away like this. Wow. No notice. I had a, I had a contract that that wouldn't happen. Didn't matter. It was ignored. And wow. at the time it wasn't, I was not employed at a local church during that time, but it was a, it was a full-time well-paid a faith-based organization, another faith-based organization. And look, no warning, bam, I received a phone call and it was gone. I would have never invested that money after that phone call. Wow. I would have, I would have never done it because the, there it wasn't, it wouldn't have been there. We would have needed that to live, Wow. but I had invested it and I wasn't going to ask for it back because I felt like you know, that was just God's providence is the way I felt like at that time. It, if it would have happened before, it could have happened before, but it didn't. So, buddy, I want to tell you something. You think I was motivated to go to those mastermind groups? Yep. And again, I'm talking about it taking a day to get there in, in the air. Wow. It, it was So there was a time or two. I didn't have the time, really didn't have the money really for hotel to spend on hotel room and food and all that extra stuff, you know, plane uh, airfare which that did not include, but I can remember my, my sweet wife that's followed me around this country of ours for over 30 years, looking at me and saying, listen, we're, you're, you're too far in. This has got to, it's got to work. Yeah. <laughs> and she was reinforcing what I believed, but it was just another voice saying, man, where this has got, this has got, there's, there's no plan B. Yeah. And thank God, you know, literally, literally thank God we stayed in. And, uh, man, that was, uh, the, the timing of that was incredible, but I'm so thankful now that we did it. Yeah. Well, this would be a good point to just transition into sharing some things that are really, we're getting some clarity on now with our audience. We've been talking about this a little bit in recent episodes, but, uh, you know, you and I, Les, our desire is to build a community around this conversation, around this, this idea of the entree pastor, the pastor that has said, I'm done with this starving pastor narrative and mindset. And I, I want to be a pastor that's thriving in life and ministry. So you and I have talked about building community around that through this membership that we are making happen. And so as we speak, I just want people to know, like, we've got a team of people. The good news is it's not you and me, Les, because you and I aren't <laughs> awesome right. at this stuff. We've got an incredible right. team behind us that is helping us build out this membership and uh, it limited time. Our first goal is to get 50 people in the membership. We're already on our way. I don't know uh, our exact numbers as we're recording this today. Again, that's how dialed in you and I are to the details of this. Um, but <laughs> right. the goal is the first 50, we've got the doors open at $29 a month where we've, we're going to have content where we've got three different pathways for pastors to really go down in terms of what type of business you know would, would fit you to, to be an entrepreneur in. 
And um, so there's going to be content. There's, there's going to be a monthly you know, Q&A coaching call with you and I uh, and maybe some other experts along the way that we'll bring to the party. Um, and then community, you know, that's built into that, just that camaraderie, that support for these pastors that are listening to this right now going, John, I, I, I kind of want to live where you and Les are living right now. I want your story to be similar of mine. Well, look, it can be, but you can't do this alone. Like you just heard Les saying, you, you, it, this is a lot easier when you got people walking beside you. And so I would just encourage our listeners, Les, to, to, um, jump online and just get in this like 29 bucks a month. I should not have to convince you that that's a, a very reasonable investment. And and by the way, once we hit that 50 mark, we're going to start taking the price up on this as people start experiencing the wins and all of the benefit that comes from the content, the, the community, the coaching. Um, so we've got that. And then at a deeper level, Les, you and I have also, we're rolling out a mastermind for pastors that say, John, I want to go even deeper into that. And this is not just for anyone and everyone. This is going to be a by application only because we're really going to protect who gets in that mastermind and who's a part of that. And they're going to have full access to all of the benefits of the membership, but they're also going to get two more coaching calls with just the, the, the members of the mastermind. And you and I are trying to price this at a level that, that shows that we understand where pastors are at and we're trying to be sensitive to the pain points so we're probably whoa, whoa, time out, time out. You mean this is not going to be twenty five thousand a year? Hold on, a second. it is not going to be twenty five thousand a year. It's not even going to be twelve thousand a year. Um, <laughs> less we're pricing this at three hundred dollars a month. Yeah. And to be honest, in the world of professional coaching, we're not. That's not enough. Like we should be charging for more for the value that's going to be delivered. But I don't say that begrudgingly. I, I think you and I are creating. There's a lot of momentum right now around this podcast, around our message. And we want to help pastors. We want to help pastors learn to think, act, and thrive as prosperous entrepreneurs. And and so those that are now, you and I are setting a, a limit of about thirty people in this mastermind. And again, no, the, the price will probably go up once we fill that, and there becomes a waiting list for that. But the time to get in is now. This whole thing, all of this, is ground level stuff. And to get in and be a part of this uh, early on is is where we want to see people. So Les, where would you have them go? If someone's like, man, I want to get in on this. Where do I sign up? Yeah. Go to entrepastors.com uh, forward slash community. And it has all those details. And I would also say that we, um, we can do a different episode here, a different pot, uh, a different show on, on the re all the reasons for charging and why it's good for, people that are in the community and making things better, making the content better, as well as the accountability that it creates, just like it did for me it, during the times that I was tempted not to go to those meetups. I mean, dead gum, if I wasn't going to go because I, we, we would invest it a whole lot and I didn't want to waste it. So, uh, and, and just also know that we, we are truly grateful for all of the people that believe in what we're doing and especially those early adopters. And so just know that even though those prices will go up at some point, yours will not. So whatever you get in at whatever level you get in at, it stays there as for as long as you're in. So yeah. that, that 29 uh, is going to be going up in the near future, but you're, for you, it won't, it, yeah. it's going to stay there, which is just incentive to go ahead and, and jump in there. So entrepastors.com slash community. I'm glad you mentioned that Les. that. Yeah, this is, 
and, and again, we shouldn't have to convince people or twist their arm. And pastor, if you're out there right now, kind of with that staunch, you know, arms crossed, like, why are they talking about money? Why is it always a sales pitch? That's exactly the mindset that's going to keep you stuck. And I'm just going to call that out lovingly and gently. But yeah, less is right. And then maybe the next episode you and I record less, we'll talk about why is why is it good to charge for the services you deliver? And and so we won't unpack that here and now today, but uh, that would be a great conversation for the upcoming future. So good stuff, Les. Well, I'm grateful for you sharing your testimony, sharing a little bit of your journey Thank along you the way. And uh, I know that that as you and I try to live out this journey transparently and authentically in front of others, that it's going to help give others the courage to take some similar steps in their life. And uh, that's what we want for pastors. So Hey, uh, let me encourage our listeners as we're signing off here to give us a rating and review. If you've not yet subscribed to the podcast, make sure you do that. And then on whatever platform you consume podcasts, man, we'd sure love it if you'd leave a rating and review. We've been honored by those that have already done that up to this point and uh, would be grateful for any others to go do the same thing. So anything else you got for us, Les, as we're getting ready to sign off? That's it. Thanks for listening, everybody. We're grateful for you. God bless. Talk to you again real soon, everyone.